London Tastemakers. In this episode, I'm chatting to Debs and John from Filthy Buns. Currently based in Three Compasses pub in Dalston, they've been slinging my favourite bows in town for quite a while now. We talk about how they got started, their famous millionaire shortbread burger making it to the National Burger Awards, the power of social media and how much they love smoking coat. I met them on site at the Three Compasses wearing my fanboy Filthy Buns t-shirt and cap. Apologies for some audio issues throughout this episode, hopefully you can still enjoy the film. So, I'm here with John and Debs from Filthy Buns. For the people at home, do you want to introduce yourselves and maybe a high-level elevator pitch for what Filthy Buns is? <laughs> high-level <laughs> elevated pitch. Um, okay, so I'm John, I'm the um, founder and, uh, well, I guess, bunologist of, of Filthy Buns. I um, came up with the idea a few years back when someone told me I can't call food filthy. Next thing I know, I've come up with filthy buns, and we're we're trying to rock out just a different style of burger in London. You know, there's a lot of very good burgers out there. We like to think we do something a little bit different. I'm Debs, John's partner. I have a kind of background role in the business, just helping John here and there, everywhere, and yeah, love buns as much as he does. <laughs> very important part of the business. Yeah. But I think you managed to prove that person wrong about whether food can be filthy. I think so. <laughs> Fantastic. So do you have a particular history of food that kind of like led to the culmination of filthy buns? So I started as a chef 25 years ago when, um, when I messed up all my GCSEs. I decided to, uh, rather than go down the route of, of any further education, I thought I'd educate myself in the, um, in the ways of a kitchen. And that's it really, the rest kind of sort of speaks for itself. Worked through many different kitchens, hotels, restaurants, little pop-ups, picked up some very good roles along the way, sort of exec chef for some high street brands. Um, and then eventually just got to the point where I, I wanted to create a, a better work environment for myself and, and other people. Um, hence, starting up my own business. Um, and with the support from Debs to, to push me forward and, and help me get there, it's well, two years down the line and yeah, we seem to be going all right. Yeah, it's literally two years, I think, this week since we did our first yeah. first uh, oh, wow. friend's birthday party was our first foray into Filthy Buns, wasn't it? <laughs> first gig. Ca- catering 100 people who all turned up all at the same time, all wanted oh, burgers wow. at the, exactly the same time. So we just thought it was a whole day event. We'd stagger throughout the day. We'd serve burgers here and there. We'd get to have a bit of fun at the birthday party. Uh, dance a bit to the music and then suddenly 100 people all standing there with very hungry faces and didn't John only had one barbecue me and you oh, right. <laughs> didn't, didn't even get to see the band oh. um, it was yeah uh, induction by fire wasn't it, it? Was. I was going to say was. Um, baptism of fire but it went down really well everyone really liked it we got some really good feedback yeah, and then from there went to a couple of market stalls hmm. and yeah just and then tried it, it out yeah the rest is history changed the menu a few times. Every, every week. Every and week. Every, every day <laughs> until we came up with something that, that sat well with, with our guests. Mm. And yeah, just keep trying, don't we? <laughs> it's trial and error, isn't it? It's just like, yeah, again, lots of feedback's been the main way, hasn't it? You come up with something and obviously it's bang tasty, but mm. for, make sure other people like it. And people like you, Mike, coming along and telling us that, you know, what you like. And it's been really, really yeah. good and really helpful. And I think we've, we've shaped it with the customers mm. and with like influencers and just really helped us along the way, I think. And yeah, you can come up with bang tasty combinations, but as long as other people like them, that's, that's the way to go, isn't it? Indeed, indeed. And uh, I think it was food that brought you both together originally as well, wasn't it? <laughs> Tinder, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
a swipe, a helping a, hand, a yeah. lucky swipe to the right, um, and then a love of food. I think was the uh, was, was the helping element, wasn't it? It was. We we met in uh, our first uh, kind of blind date, wasn't it? In in the uh, Sun and Thirteen Cantons in mm. Soho, great pub. Had a few drinks, and then from there we turned it into a cocktail and food crawl around Soho, I think. <laughs> and uh, we went yeah. to Temper. We went to cocktail oh, bars. Wow. Don't really remember much, but it was, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, fun a fun night. night a fun night. And yeah. then the second day, I think it was pretty foodie as well. We went to Somsa. Yeah. Tried yeah. to find some more cocktail bars after there. Yeah. Ended up in Duck and Waffle because it was the only place you could get into at 1am on a Tuesday. Sounds about right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had an excellent first few dates. On the, the third date, we started up Filthy Buns, didn't we? The third date, we started <laughs> Filthy you know, Buns. It was, it, was, it was a very quick transition. I was going to say, natural progression at that <laughs> yeah. point. Right? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I think we definitely, I've always worked in kind of uh, marketing and then it turned into food and drink marketing and John being a chef I don't know we just sort of yeah bonded over food drink and just a lot of cocktails <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's nearly three years isn't it really so you were yeah. full-time chef at the time and then sort of six months down the line it's like I'm just a full-time chef now thank you very much <laughs> burger flipper no, I thought I'm you changed yeah, your no, job I've, title I've, to the other I day burgerologist burgerologist <laughs> bunologist yeah no I, I don't class myself as a chef anymore there's yeah. Man of many talents. Man of many talents. So I was going to say, yeah, yeah your chief orderer, chief uh, payroll, chief yeah, HR, this is it. Yeah, chief no, it's, marketing. It's very different. You have all the roles now, I guess, isn't it? Setting yeah. up a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very different role altogether. Still mind blowing. It still takes me. It takes me away every time I think about it. I go, not just me. I'm looking after now. I've got staff. Um, you know, I've had staff in the past, but now it's 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 me. I haven't got a corporation or a business behind me that's backing me up. It's mm. You know, it's it's my responsibility, and 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 I love that side of it. You know, if I can if I can help look after look after someone else by you know supplying them a good work environment and and making sure they get paid on time and making sure any problems get resolved uh, quickly and efficiently and and just also just having having a bit of fun mm. and putting a smile on people's faces. Mental health is is massive at the moment, and anything you can do just to help someone through that. Mm. You know, it, it helps me through it as well. You know, it's it's not just someone else; it's my own mental health. That and having those sort of drives and passions and and wanting create wanting to create a better burger for someone to come down and enjoy and seeing someone smile when they eat it. Mm. It just it helps me. It help helps my team. It, it's a nice nice little place to be, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, you definitely get that vibe or as a punter like coming in. Like, it's definitely that kind of welcoming atmosphere. The world, the world's a very different place now, and and I think everyone needs to adapt and and be welcoming and warming from the you know from the person behind the bar to the person serving the burgers to to the to the guest as well. The guest has to change the way they look at things as well. It's not the same. You can't just walk into a business anymore and and you know and expect a table or walk into a pub and expect to be able to stand at a bar you know you have you know to respect the, each yeah other, yeah, it, there's, yeah there's a mutual level of respect that has to happen now and and it is uh, from what i can see from where we're, where we're operating at the moment it, it does happen people are mm. very respectful of the, the new rules that have had to come into place and yeah the the, the industry is changing um the staffing like issue is going to yeah. be really is really you know mm. it's, it's ongoing and i think you've got to foster these environments haven't you to to make attract mm. the people to what come and work for you, and I think it's going to get harder and harder for people. And yeah. yeah, it's had to change as well. Yeah, 
and we're sat here in the Three Compasses in Dawson. So, yes. I mean, you mentioned that a couple of years ago you started out on the streets. Um, yeah. Oh, that sounds a bit kind of destitute. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> no, I quite like that. We came from the streets. Yeah, yeah. We, we started on the streets. So, yeah, how has this place treated you here? Like, oh, they've, 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 been, they've been wonderful, truly wonderful. You know, it, it literally, our first, so our first market that we did, um, we, we got very lucky, basically. We did, a, we did the um, London Fields schoolyard market mm. for our first outdoor public gig, I think, yes. is, the, is, the, the, yeah. is the way of doing it. And in terms of, was that a success? Um, no, it was, it was bloody terrible, to mm. be honest. I think we sold, what, 20 burgers? Yeah, and probably five the... of those were to our friends. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, luckily, um, a, a, a friend of ours, Steve, um, Steve up at 40 Foot Brewery, mm. Um, put up a post on on his Instagram saying, you know, we were we were down there and you know come down and give us a try. Lauren, the um, landlady at the pub here, saw the post. Hosts a lot of you know um, street food burger mm. pop ups in the pub and came down and tried it. Didn't say anything at the time. Just came down and ordered a burger right. and then literally came round to us after she'd eaten and said, "Do you want to come and do a, a residency period up at the pub for three months?" At that time, we didn't really know. We just thought we were going to go and flood the markets and yeah. run around with a gazebo for the yeah. next kind of year to build the brand yeah. and the business. And we were like, yeah. pub residency? Oh, that's not really in the plan. No. And then we thought no, about no, it and we'd lifted quite a lot of gazebos at this point and realised that could be quite interesting. Well, no, we, no, we waited, <laughs> didn't we? It was, we, we, we said, look, we said we'd hold back, see what happens. And mm. we'd only, after, it was only a first market. Yeah, it was our first market. Come on, don't take us away from our public. It's like... You know, all these high hopes for, for what we were going to do. And we're not young youngsters anymore. Young at heart, John Dee. We're young at heart, <laughs> young at but heart. The, 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 the bodies aren't showing the same sort of youth. Uh. I mean, huge respect <laughs> to people who do the markets. It's, mm. it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal business, but you, know, you, you lift and set up your kitchen, you serve all day, and then you close it down and carry yeah. it away. And, you know, it's, you've got to be fit as well as, uh, as, well as able to cook and, and, if, and present oh. to customers. I mean... But some people, it's, it's a phenomenal business. Mm. And it, it's also very good in the fact that you're not tied to rents and leases and bricks and mortar, which has been really crucial, I think, in mm. the last few months. Yeah. But yeah, I think we just figured actually a residency sounds really appealing, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think after the fifth time we lifted a gazebo out of the van and then it hacked it down with rain, we did minimal sales. Then we had to pack it away. We sort of went, mm, maybe we should go for that residency. And then we turned up for the next market and as we unpacked everything and took it over to the, the, the pitch, we were told there's no market today because the high winds oh. are going to come in. And it was just like, right. And we just picked the phone up and said, <laughs> let's do this. Um, and the three-month residency turned into six-month residency. Was that, was that when COVID hit? Yeah, so we started in the September of 2019, mm. uh, launched with a launch party, which I think you guys came along to. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think we did that. And then, yeah, so what we were operating for maybe five, six months, mm. and then COVID hit. So, yeah, I think we just got our momentum and got into mm. a bit of a stride, and then obviously the world changed. world changed, but then the pub has, has supported us and embraced us and give us a, a, a home, a base of operation. And it's just, and we've just kind of worked off each other, and mm. and and it and it just works very fluidly. I mean, I I help them out, they help me out. We work as a we work as a team. It's like a it's like a little family down here. It's great. Yeah. 
we just have a mutual respect for each other that you know we, we, we try and embrace and and help grow both sides of the business I mean at the end of the day it's a it's a great little East London boozer that's mm. kept a bit of personality about it it's not trying to be anything more just it it just works and it just kind of feels like it fits the the, the filthy buns sort of culture well, culture ethos really one, yeah. of those, one of those words that I don't really <laughs> understand but it just fits quite well together for anyone starting a business it's just been fantastic you, you pay a mm. commission based mm. on what you make and you're not tied to these big big fees of rents and yeah. rates that you kind of as a small business are terrifying yeah great great little start to the um, to the business I guess to the, to the brand <laughs> the journey yeah. the journey yeah. that's it yeah. the journey the filthy journey yeah, uh, and speaking of the journey, I guess you mentioned the world changing over the last like year or so. Obviously, like what's been the kind of, I guess the highs and the lows of everything that's come along with that. <laughs> Where do you start? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, you know, uh, it, it's a it's a tricky one. Um, lows, obviously, COVID first hits, everything gets shut down. Nobody knew what was going on. You know, some people pivoted their businesses you know, to a, to a different route and, and it's been very successful for them. Ourselves, we, you know, the first lockdown, we, we, did, we didn't do anything. I'm not going to lie about it. It was, you know, I, I was unsure about what was going on. I was unsure how I could operate. I had minimal staff working for me at the mm-hmm. time. Um, you know, we, weren't, we didn't have any access to any government grants. We hadn't been running long enough to operate a furlough scheme. Right. We didn't know takeaway or delivery, if there was an appetite for it. If the bonds would travel, we hadn't tested any of this. Uh, yeah, it, was all, it was all unknown and it was, do we do this now? Or do we, what if the world's gonna open up in a couple of months? Should we just wait? Let's just see what happens. Yeah, it was all, it was all up in the air. And so the first lockdown, we were very fortunate that obviously Deb's, this is her side gig. Um, she's got um, a full-time job on the side. So, you know, we managed to survive. And then we reopened got quite a bit of buzz buzz got a bit of buzz about us about reopening Mm. everyone was very interested to come down try the lockdown millionaire i think that had just Um, taken off just before just before we launched this months before this burger that broke social media with a biscoff biscuit in the top and then broke it but it did have it you know it did it did get around the around the the web it did get around the web and i think what was really interesting we carried on the social media uh, a little bit throughout lockdown and then a lot of people put it on their their list I guess for when mm. the world opened up they, that was one of the dishes they wanted to come out and try and suddenly a lot of people were coming in holding their phones at the bar <laughs> I want to try this burger <laughs> people flying in from Germany like Oof. you know they flew in from Germany they were going to Bristol and he goes I've swapped we swapped our flights so we could fly into London City Airport got in a taxi came up here showed the picture at the bar we gave him a lockdown millionaire and he got back in a taxi, went down to the airport and flew down to Bristol. <laughs> That's <coughs> amazing. Because there's so, some mad stories. Like people have travelled so far. I mean, when you could travel, you know, they were mm. travelling quite a lot for it. And then even as we started to open up again, we had some people coming in just especially, like, which has been brilliant. Yeah. It was started out as a you know, slightly novelty burger, but it's, it's done really well. And it tastes really good. People mm. think it's novelty. We've but... digressed from COVID onto... <laughs> yeah, I know, sorry. We no, so excited that, about the whole, the whole thing is, yeah, we, you know... We didn't do anything the first one. We opened up, wasn't expecting another one. That one came in. We were fully set to next time the, the next lockdown came in was to try collection and takeaway and mm. all of that. I, I broke my collarbone. Oh, wow. Literally 
three days before the November lockdown. So that was off the cards. <laughs> I, was, I was quite happy to have a lockdown at that point because it was right. like, oh God, I'm, you know, how am I going to do this? And then lockdown came in, it was like, right. So spent a month recuperating, opened up in December, wasn't expecting, yeah, I was expecting a big December, had a great first two weeks of December, and then lockdown again. At that point, we just went, we've just got to give it a go. And we launched delivery ourselves and collection and takeaway. We opened the filthy hatch out the window mm. of the pub. Which was slow to start off with, but then we managed to get together with Deliveroo and and they got us up and running very quickly. Mm. Um, and then literally it's it's opened up another side to our business. Um, yeah. We didn't think Deliveroo would work or well, no, I kind of knew it would work, but I was just I was always apprehensive because mm. I think when you know when you put something in a in a takeaway box and yeah. send it out um, with a third party, how's it going to turn up at the other end? Yeah. And and it's just been a bit overwhelming to be honest. Um, the response has been really good. Yeah, the the responses and the reviews and whatever people have loved it. It's travelled really well. Mm. Um, people have, it's brought more customers to the pub because they've tried it during lockdown. Someone yeah. put their Instagram the other day. You know this. These burgers banged hard during lockdown. I was getting them during delivery and I finally <laughs> tasted it off the grill and oh my God, you know, stuff like that. It's just so wonderful to hear. Yeah, it's, it's lovely and it's, 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 yeah, it's just opened up another parts of the business, which I'm not going to say COVID's been good for us. I don't think it's been good for anybody, but it has also, it's pushed us to, to start operating this other side, the delivery and the takeaway and... Yeah, we'd love to do a, a home box. Um, mm. We got we got we got to the final point with a couple of different companies each time, and then it just fizzled out at the yeah. end. And and we didn't push it because I was bu- I was Enough busy do, yeah. I was busy doing stuff in the pub and getting this ready. And it was it you know as much as um, I would love to have that up and running, um, staffing issues and this that and the other, and just also being. Busy, busy enough for you know for for mm. what we're doing. I only have a small kitchen. I, I there's only so much I can yeah. do, um, and yeah, I think it's just been it, it's been it's been a it's been a whirlwind. You yeah. know, it's it feels like it's been going on for years now, um, but actually it's only been a year, and, and a lot's happened in a year, and it's just it's it's helped see where the business can can go and what it can do mm. and what we want to do with it in the future, whether that is a standalone or Dark kitchen, you know, dark yeah. kitchen, mm. or or something else. It's just opened up a, a few opportunities that probably wouldn't have been opened up in the, you know in that sort of time frame. Mm, like, for example, the National Burger Awards. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty, pretty big opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're through to the finals. That's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Top sixteen. Top sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they've just announced now, and then John's going to go for the live cook-off in September against the, uh, the, big, the big boys like Shake Shack and Meat Liquor and then there's quite a lot of other sort of independents from across right. the UK so yeah you've got to cook your signature burger that you enter as well as I think they have some cooking challenges on the day like cooking all the ingredients from the sponsor burger okay. so yeah I think it's going to be interesting I mean Bleecker won it last year so it's tough uh, big big shoes yeah, to follow big isn't names. it yeah. it's going it's to be interesting, it's really interesting. I mean, I, look, it's, the millionaire short rib is it's, it, look, I think it's a great burger. I think it's it's people think it's a gimmick burger, but mm. then when they try it, they go actually it's, it works really well. Yeah, it's yeah. it's sweet, it's salty, it's got texture. 
um, it's interesting. It's just a, a, a bit more out there than your your standard burger. Um, and and like I said, Bleecker won it last year, which is a, a fantastic burger. One of my one of my favourite in London. It just you know, uh, have I been entered as the the comedy gimmick burger for the for the year? I I I don't know. I think the the press and the reviews speak for itself, sort of thing. People people enjoy it. They like it. Mm. They they come from Germany for it. Yeah. You know? We have people wanting to come from Australia for it, um, but obviously can't get over now. They've recreated it. I think there's a burger restaurant in um, yeah. Isaac Isalot. I think he's uh, been remaking it over there. Yeah, right? yeah. charging them royalties. To be to be fair, it was, what was it? it was a burger joint in Sydney. Very nice, and they did tag us in the post oh, okay. and went off the off the back of seeing Filthy Buns. You know, <laughs> you know sure, we've done this and blah 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 blah. blah. Like, well, fantastic, great. You know, it's. And everyone loves um, Biscoff. I mean, the yeah, love of Biscoff's I mean, not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> School so, got us through a bit of lockdown, a bit yeah, of Biscoff. Yeah, so fingers crossed. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, yeah, I'd, I would quite like all the judges at the National Burger Awards to be turning their nose up at it mm. and then eat it and go, okay, do you know what? It's, it's a bit messy <laughs> and you've got to work for it, but that's a good burger. That's, that, that, that's all I want. I don't want to win it. I just wanted to turn around and go, actually, yeah, that's a really, really good burger. It'd be nice if you won it, though, wouldn't it? It would, oh, it would be <laughs> I mean, great. Be nice. I'm quite humble when it comes down so to humble. it. I don't, so I, you know, I, just, I just like different burger combinations. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, I don't like, I, I like to do not the standard burger ones. And mm. if I do do it, I want to mix it up a little bit and, and see what happens. Mm. I think that's it. I think, back to your point, like, you know, who are filthy buns and what do we do? And we're trying to do something different. There's loads of great burger uh, brands out there. And I think we can all work together and all be, exist together, but all do something slightly mm. different. And, you know, there's such a big appetite, no pun, <laughs> for burgers. And, uh, <laughs> and it's great that yeah. we're a part of that. And the, the menu just keeps getting longer and longer every time I come, uh, as far as I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, right, <laughs> I'll put a special on. Like, the Millionaire Short Room was just meant to be. Yeah. Just for a month. It was just meant to be a special for February where... We'd all come out of being healthy in the January. Yeah, be, be January's over. Yeah. Come down, have be a bit indulgent. Have excuse my language, a shitload of meat in a bun that's really decadent and kind of just makes you feel like a millionaire sort of thing. Mm. And it just it just took off. It just went went out. And then next thing I know, it's got to be kept on the menu because everyone's you know it's it's not even look it's not even my top seller, but it is the most consistent burger that people come down and go can I have that mm. and actually it's a lot of vegan um, people wanted it as well mm. like lots of customers saying well, can you create a vegan version so John had to go away and figure out well, how can I make turn this into a so yeah we had to do the vegan one of that and people love that so anyway going back to the special side of it literally I put a special on just kind of it just it gets to the point where I can't take it off the menu because mm. I'm just selling too many of them or it becomes a, a massive favourite and I don't think there's anything wrong in having so what is there 10 10 meat 10 vegan options at the 10? moment wow you're right I was growing up thought it was 7 or 8 so, yeah well this is yeah, and, and how I rationalise it is I want to I want someone to be able to come down each week and essentially try a different burger hmm. and what's ha- what I'm finding now is a lot of like my uh, meat eater customers are coming down and they're all ordering the vegan burgers now right. because they've had obviously they've had all the meat ones and they love them all but they're like oh, we'll just try them and they're having the, the vegan ones and they're like I've uh, you know I've, it's amazing 
I, you know, that's that's vegan. I'm like, yeah, it's hundred percent vegan. And you know, and they're like, so they're coming back next day and ordering another vegan one. I'm like, this is just getting a bit weird now. You know. <laughs> um, but I think but a lot no, of people it's... are trying to mix up their diets, aren't they? And just mm. eat meat a couple of times in the week, and because we offer so many different vegan options yeah. and for every meat one there's the vegan equivalent it's not just a token gesture john puts as much thought and imagination into his vegan buns as he does the meat ones i think yeah i think there's a lot of different choices well, the, for everybody. Yeah, yeah the idea is if we make a if i make a meat version i need to make a vegan version mm. where does that come from is that like a particular sort of vegan heart desire values or is it a, a business thing or like um i i, I guess it's um a bit of both really a bit, isn't of, a bit of both yeah. uh I, you know i'm not gonna lie when i first started filthy buns up the vegan option was last thing in my mind it was mm. uh, yeah, if, if, if anything i was like i'm not gonna not gonna do a vegan option right. i'm just gonna do meat and very sort of quickly understood that if you're, if you're in a group of mates and one of you's vegan or two of you's vegan and you go out for a burger and you just get a really crap offering, then that's two people that aren't going to eat or aren't going to come mm. back. So by, by offering essentially the same thing to, to both parties or both teams, firstly, you're, you're getting a better business, you're, you're creating a better offering and, and getting a better reputation. And I think that's essentially what it what it was all about. It's it's what's yeah. Again, like I said, I changed I changed I used to change the menus every day, every week, mm-hmm. um, because I just wanted something that everybody could enjoy, not just you know one one group of people. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it's it, you know filthy buns is designed for for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, and it's mindful yeah. of the future, isn't it? Just being mm-hmm. more responsible and people's dietary preferences and a lot of people choosing to eat less meat and I mm. think it's yeah I think it's really important to just have that balance isn't it for sure and like I think the important thing is you're nailing it as well like entering <laughs> flattery <laughs> mode I hope so I hope, I hope so. so yeah <laughs> I mean I've had a lot of vegan burgers you know including from lots of places that are specifically vegan burger brands yeah. and yeah like n- none of them are a patch on on what you serve up here so I mean oh, that's my that's, my that's flattery really mode for you for a second <laughs> so yeah it's great stuff so apart from obviously you know sweeping the national bow awards, like what's yeah. your uh, what, what 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 are the plans for the future, Filthy Buns? What's your next step? We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Is COVID going to come back? Um, are is it part of life uh, forever? Yeah, are are, are so restrictions going to stay in place? Ideally, we we would we would love our own little site, whether that be a pub that's called the Filthy Bun. Um, Filthy Arms. <laughs> The Filthy Arms. <laughs> the Duke of Filth. Yeah, the Duke of Filth. Oh, that would be great. The Duke of Filth. I was thinking of these yesterday, actually, oh, when wow, we were talking about that would be pub. fantastic. Um, you know, essentially, look, I, I, I'm a 42-year-old old bloke. Do you know that old? <laughs> I love a pub. I, I, I love being situated in a pub at the moment. I, mm. I think... I think a pub's an exciting option. I think we've always talked yeah. about a restaurant, but actually, yeah, I, I think a yeah, filthy I, pub would be great. Yeah, I think... Yeah, it needs. It, we need our own standalone venue in the future. Mm. I mean, I think residencies, residencies are fantastic. Maybe another residency somewhere else. Keep, keep, uh, keep going here with the three compasses as long as they'll have us. Mm. But yeah, essentially, yeah, we would, we would love a, a little, little pub somewhere around East London. I think mm. um, that's gonna how how's the how's the buns? Yeah, really. I think so. 
a big oven for our buns. It's <laughs> all we dream about. Yeah, yeah maybe. I mean, that's that. That is that. In my mind, it's the future. I'd, I, I would, I would love to say it's a brand that could go global, which I'm sure it is a brand that could go global. Mm. Um, I think there's franchise I, opportunities with I, that. But I do. I, I like the idea of sort of keeping keeping it in house where you mm. where you have manageable, smaller manageable, smaller manageable. Yeah. But then you can create a team and a family that. I believe what you, what you put in, you get out. So you know, if I if you know if, if I look after my team, my team look after me. Um, I think when things grow larger, coming from a background of of multi multi sites, yeah, I think they work very well. But I want to look after people, and, yeah. and I want them to look after me and the business and and the brand. And if we can keep that small, manageable, and look after our team then yeah that's kind of where I am at the moment but in the future I could turn around in 10 years time and say you know let's let's try and get another one somewhere else right. and another two or three but or, I or think if an investor came with a big bag of notes then, you know, we won't turn <laughs> yeah, him away exactly. that see, bag see of 50 pound notes is always appealing <laughs> so if anyone's listening you know <laughs> it's not about the money it's not about yeah. the money though it's just like I said it's about it's about looking after looking after our team looking after looking after our customers and our guests um that's that's really what it comes down to, you know, and waking up with a smile on your face in the morning. Mm. You know, if you don't do that, then what's the, you know, point? What's the point in it? But yeah, can't put a price on that, as no. I say. No. <laughs> no. Great stuff. So on a more kind of personal note, I guess, uh, flipping things around a bit, where do you guys like to kind of go and visit, eat out on the town? What's your what's your go-to? Wow, I mean, we're so <laughs> lucky because we're based in East London. There's mm. so much amazing food on our doorstep. But we do have a, a few regular haunts that we will go to. Uh, regular. Smoke, <laughs> smoke and go. Mm. Pretty, pretty much uh, we'll do smoke and go. Once uh, a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> once a fortnight. Uh, when uh, when yeah. we could. Yeah. On average, once once a fortnight, but can be a weekly occurrence. Just love it down there. Mm. It's great. It hits, it hits all the hits Have you been? I have. Yeah. Yes, I'm also a big fan. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just perfect. Yeah, it's that it's that sort of informal sort of dining, great food, uh, lovely lovely team down there, mm. just really really well done. Just simple, spicy. You know, you know, doesn't have to cost a fortune, but if you want to hit the cocktails, then you kind of um, just trying to think where else. I don't know. We have, look, we we, <laughs> we used to try and get out to different places all the time, but then fast become creatures of comfort don't yeah. you sort of thing you know you know you, go, you know, get a certain night off in the week it's like do i want to head down to soho i mean you know you need to book a table you need to be there at a certain time and sometimes you just want to be able to just cycle so down just to smoke and go mm. on a monday night <laughs> down to smoke and go yeah, and yeah. and know that you're going to enjoy what you're yeah what, what you're going to get um we're actually booked in for sunday <laughs> <laughs> This is all just like a big, a big advert for smoking goat. That's, that's the whole premise. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. And if they want to collaborate on a burger, just you know, you know where we are. <laughs> I can see that being quite interesting. Yeah. I think it'd be great, but. I think that'd be a call for a table for two, for a biscuit burger. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of calls recently. Um, Kate Ovens put a 
video out on oh, TikTok. Yeah. Got half a million views, and literally the phone's yeah, been the phone's been ringing. Is it six hundred and fifty thousand? Yeah, the phone's been ringing nonstop, and people wanting to book. Amazing. I mean, the power of social. The power. I mean, yeah. TikTok. Should we go on TikTok? We put all our energy into Instagram, but I think food content's growing on TikTok. Yeah, um, it, it does increasingly seem to be the place to be. But I mean, at least speaking personally, I. Uh, just too lazy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of I'm, I'm with you on that one, mate. I'm not going to lie. It's yeah. <laughs> I think this. we're all just like crossing our fingers. Hopefully, it's a bubble that's going to burst, it's and then like our, our stubbornness is like kind of proves to be founded. Uh, yeah. no, I've got no, I've got nothing wrong with videos and all that, but it's you know, as long as it's you like lot, them, <laughs> it's just the burger. It's a lot quicker <laughs> and easier to edit a photo and mm. think of a caption rather than put yourself in front of a camera. Great stuff. So. Is there anything that you see like coming on the horizon, like as the next kind of big thing on the London food scene? Is oh, it? Filthy buns, I heard. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, apart from like your millionaire short I mean, look, it's it's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? If um if I knew the next big thing coming, yeah, you know, or the next big sort of food craze coming on, I think I'd probably be a millionaire. Mm. Um, and you wouldn't I, tell us. Well, no, I mean, it's not. I mean, I, I I do believe sort of independent. Yeah independent run um businesses are gonna be i mean they've been they've been growing anyway over the past couple of years but i think they're going to be more prevalent in the industry than than all the the larger groups and mm. brands and, and there's such excitement for them isn't there there's yeah. lots of like people who've been in brands or been in you know, head chefs and now they're just the passion to set up their own and it's so possible now to be able to do that yeah. to step away and set up your own business yeah. and I think it's going to be really exciting. I think COVID's obviously where a lot of people would yeah. change their... Well, it's the belief, isn't it? It's the belief yeah. that it can happen now and, and the, the fact that there's a lot of support for, mm. for, for local business. That's my, next, that's my big thing for, for the next sort of couple of years, mm. I think. I think small independents will... As long as, they put the, you know, as long as they put the same amount of effort in as people put the effort into making, making the trips to their places, that's where, that's where the food scene is going over the next year two years i think it'd be interesting to see also the sort of business diversification that's going on as well as mm. a lot of people looking at different channels beyond just the restaurant you know we've seen such a wave of merch has mm. been flying um there's been the light move from restaurants into retail the boxes those sorts of businesses yeah yeah i think there's gonna be really interesting the kind of different pivots or different kind of models it's exciting it's exciting that it's not just about your standalone or your bricks and mortar there's so many other things you can do the power of online it's not mm. going anywhere. Finding your where your customers are, what they mm. want, and, and delivering to them really. Oh, I'll so. look forward to the uh, filthy buns, like Sainsbury's line of like sauces. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> filthy sauces, the filthy delivery <laughs> box, <laughs> the merch. Obviously, that we're all sat here wearing no, I today. Would lo- I would love to. I would love to bottle, bottle my sauces. I think that'd be great. Yeah. One, one, yeah, one day. One, one day. step at a time. One step at a time. <laughs> Well, uh, it's been fantastic chatting to you. Um, Thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I'll be back for a, a burger anytime soon, I'm sure. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. And, Thank uh, you, Mike. See you again. So there you have it. Thanks so much again to Debs and John for taking the time to talk to me. If you haven't already, please do check out Filthy Buns at the Three Compasses in Dalston. I'll put their socials in the show notes. You can find me on Instagram at MikeEatsLondon or follow the pod at MikeMeetsLondon for updates on new episodes. If you enjoyed the episode, please do subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you feel like it, drop me a little review and share it with a friend as well. See you next time.
Yeah, and my good. dulcet tones. John's got an excellent voice for radio, <laughs> don't you think? Terrible voice. I think you've Hate got an excellent it. voice. Nice and bassy. That's so bassy. Yeah. It's great it's for karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know he could do karaoke, and then we did karaoke, and then this amazing voice just filled no, the room. No, it wasn't an amazing voice at all. It, it was, was fantastic. It was Apple, wasn't it? Was it Mamma Mia? <laughs> oh wow, that, that's an interesting choice. No, it wasn't. Mamma Mia. I can't even remember now. I think it was Abba. 